0: On today's episode of Gathering the Kings.
1: For any business to to drive forward and impress and break that seven figure is sales. You have to get sales. You have to spend time on sales. And you can get lost following the marketing squirrel for hours and hours and days and days. And is that really bringing you the sales?
0: You are listening to Gathering the Kings with Chaz Wolf, featuring Through this dialogue, you will learn the value of growing your network and surrounding yourself with power players and kings like today's guest. Grab your pen and notebook because we're about to dive in. What's up, everybody? Chaz Wolf, Gathering the Kings podcast. J.D. Fuller on the King stage today. My brother, how you doing?
1: Pretty good. How are you, sir?
0: Doing well, man. You know, we were just having a ball before we hit the recording button here talking about uh, men's facial hair. Hey, JD's rocking the stash, uh, per his daughter's request, and uh, of course the traditional uh, man beard over here. But uh, I think we could, if we came together, we we could be a nice little, uh, you know, men's men's um, hairline or something.
1: I think so. I mean, I'm ready to start marketing some product now.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, maybe I'll go out and get some sponsors for this specific episode. <laughs> <laughs> JD, what kind of business do you have, brother? Roofing and restoration. Roofing and restoration, and you know, we were just talking, um, before, before we hit the record button, um, how, how hot it's been in Texas, and and especially up on the roof, and we're talking about how boiling it is, and you're you're in it, you're in the business of boiling. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, okay, <laughs> That's right, that's right, that's right. Well, I want to know, um, you know, at this stage in the game, you've obviously had a level of success; otherwise, we wouldn't have you here. But I want to know. Why? Like, why have you been pushing to get to this level, and then why do you continue to push even beyond?
1: Uh, well, so it, it kind of started out for me when uh, I graduated college. So I, I graduated, you know, transparency. I followed a girl down to down to Austin and thought, hey, she's going to Texas State. I'll stay in Austin, and I got a job uh, working in commercial real estate. Okay, enough to get a chance with a. Uh, a broker that very small office, but he was one of those guys who basically showed you the way and then lets you take off with it. And I already kind of have that mindset of go, go, go from playing college sports and, and sure. sports throughout my entire life. But while I was there, I um, I was very successful and I was very old school. I was a door-to-door kind of guy with commercial real estate. Yeah. It's not, not the most uh, popular, I guess, way to try to drum up yeah. clientele, but I, uh, I was successful. So the first year I, I killed it, but I also killed it at a uh, partying and money. <laughs> <laughs> so I, everything that I made, I just lost yeah. it. And yeah. uh, so the second year we hit that 06 to 09 kind of recession. Yeah. So buyers wanted to sell high sellers were looking for low and here I was in the middle, not making anything. So uh so i ended up not making any money at all and ended up going into kind of a family uh lineage of firemen oh, okay yeah so in, in 2010 i got hired on with the fire department and then and spent the next i guess five years just kind of licking my wounds from from yeah. the failures of of not making it in real estate and uh and then after about five years i finally started to try to figure out, you know, entrepreneurship, you could feel it inside yeah. that is always just kind of that itch of like, what can I do? You know, what's this? I'm going to try this. So right, I tried right. whittling wood. I started out whittling wood and uh, okay. made, some, made some pretty cool signs for some buddies, uh, <laughs> wedding <laughs> gifts, stuff like that. And, yeah. and finally, I was just like, man, that's, this is a lot of work for uh,
0: time consuming, not,
1: not much reward.
0: <laughs> yeah. So
1: ended up on a, I don't know, just a regular year, I guess, working for one of my buddies doing Christmas lights. And so we, uh, I did that for two years. And then after okay. that, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna try to branch off and do my own thing and see how that feels. You know how, you know, whenever you're starting or taking that step into uncharted territory, you get that, that like uh, nervous ball in
0: your stomach. That's right. like, That's yeah. right.
1: It's kind of either a motivator or a, a decelerator. Yeah. So I was like, oh man, I don't know. So I'm making these little brochures and they're like goofy little like golden pass tickets like Willy Wonka style. Yeah, yeah. And I ran around a neighborhood by my house and I, I, probably, uh, I probably passed out you know, 500 of them and ended up making just raw cash that year, about 20 grand. And I was like, whoa, this is, that was yeah. it.
0: Yeah. So once once that- The, the golden started, ticket was for you actually, it sounds like.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The golden ticket was, it was, yeah, it was nice. And it's uh, still having that fire department income coming in because we had to sure. work 24 hours and then we were off 48. So those two right. days off was, you know, what can I do to make extra money or am I just gonna take the 48 hours and, right. and uh, be unproductive and, you know, yeah. Relax. so sometimes that's yeah. what it was and yeah, it was you know, a waste of time. Yeah. Um, so after that, I, I kind of started getting my Christmas light company ramped off and it was seasonal. So that was okay. only October, November, December. Right. And I was done, you know, hard cash. Um, you know, I always claimed it to uncle Sam.
0: Of course, always.
1: <laughs> but um, had that going. And then finally in 2017, we had a big hailstorm storm in Frisco and I was like, man, I'm going to go work tried this stuff out. Some other guys have been talking about it. So I went and worked right. for this company that's now actually a, a fairly large company, but, um, I was one of their, I guess, 15 ish employees and did yeah. about two months. And there was some ethic mm. disagreements on stuff that they did that I don't, that I you don't. don't agree with. And a lot of, a lot of my foundation is, is a uh, fire department driven. So it's, sure it's, uh, you know, integrity service you know very 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 solid and very hard on those points right so this was I wasn't seeing it so I left I started full Axis, which is my current my company is fx pro construction dba of full Axis, and um yeah so we started the company and and I started with another guy we went in and and it did really well yeah and then um kept going you know pushing forward and ended up I guess later on in 20, I think it was about 2018 is that when Harvey hit, Harvey hit Porter Angus and we partnered up and went down and worked the hurricane and, in, in, sure. uh, in South Texas. So,
0: <clears throat> okay. So I'm, I'm hearing you say that you're kind of a, um, uh, a grit, you know, kind of a fighter, um, trying to figure it out from working firefighting all the way to obviously starting your own business. I think a lot of folks can relate, you know, to that or, or some sort of a version of that. Mm-hmm what's the bigger picture for you? Like what does entrepreneurship really provide you that maybe being a firefighter couldn't or anything else for that matter? Like what, like you're going to do this for the next four decades. Why?
1: So I actually left the fire service in 2020. So I put 10 years in my, the business was running, was running very, very well. We were starting to build a, a decent clientele customer base yeah. And so in 2020 I pulled the cord on the fire service I left and it was a reminder of how failure is I guess because it took me 6 months to get used to how to become an entrepreneur almost all over again fully. Before I had I had a steady income coming in it was you know every 2 weeks boom there's a paycheck boom there's a paycheck boom there's a paycheck. Well now I am the paycheck. Yeah, I, I don't okay. make money. There is no money. So, uh, so I, I actually went into a, uh, a very, a deeper spot on trying to get guidance and depression and trying to figure out where, where, where I was, you know, just what kind of yeah. hole. I, I just, I, I let myself go into a deep hole.
0: Interesting. And,
1: um, ended up finding some mentors and some, uh, some guidance to get out of that. And, and that's where the the spark finally was reignited to where I knew there's a little more clarity in the picture of what the end game is and just kind of jumping around in the dark thinking, all right, well, right. Now
0: what? Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, it's so interesting, obviously, that it, it wasn't just <clears throat> up, right? Like so many times in our stories, that's what a lot of people see, right. From like from 30,000 feet, they see what well, JD just went up. Right. Mm-hmm. But, you know, got this incredible business, but what they don't see is the moment where you just said you went, you actually went into the dark, yeah. um, and got confused and and didn't have clarity and and man, I just obviously your business was doing well enough for you to leave the fire service, but but to be confused in that moment seems almost odd, but but it's so true. A lot of times where where you really press in, you are basically betting on yourself, and it's a lot. Um, mm-hmm. so I want to know, like, okay, so now that you've got a little bit of clarity, you've got some help, you got some mentors, you're obviously on the track. What, what does the bigger picture look like for you? Why are you building the business?
1: Uh, you know, it's always, I want to leave the bigger picture is I want to leave something for my kids to have something that they can continue on if they wish, um, but still continue on if that's the bigger picture. The other part of it is because that, that period, when I cut the cord with the fire service and when I started kind of realigning myself to what my clarity and what the goals and what the end game was is something to prove daily to myself that I'm not going to go back there again. Mm -hmm. So every day is just constantly improvement, 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 pushing forward, not letting that kind of, uh, you know, that monster in your head and talk you back down.
0: Yeah, and, and and it's almost as if as if the monster you know does what he wants, right? The, it, you know, in your language here, the monster. But you're right; it's like a constant thing. The monster is us. Yeah, it's totally. it's ourselves. It's the it's the voice that says, "Don't get up. You're tired." It's the voice that says, "This is hard. You should quit." Right? It's this, it's the same voice that we all hear. It um, fear. It's it's everything. Yeah. So, so trying
1: to hold you back.
0: Yeah, literally. So I want to know, like, we're this is a this is a very unique topic. We haven't like necessarily come to this a bunch on the show, but since we're here, give us like a couple of couple of things here that you've that you do on a regular basis to keep keep that guy at bay or or you know in the closet, if you will, <laughs> underneath the bed.
1: Yeah, yeah. And and you know, for me, it's always been a struggle for keeping a schedule, keeping uh sure. maintaining the time that I have. I'm a I'm excellent at wasting time. I'm excellent at at following the squirrel that's my joke for getting sidetracked you know so so yeah so my schedule you know that was one of the things that helped bring back the clarity of what my what I wanted my purpose to be was my schedule and maintaining the schedule and and I felt there's days that I don't win the game you know I, I I bounce off and I get sidetracked and I follow the squirrel and it is what it is but the next day you come back and you rinse and repeat and try to get it try to get, you know, back on the
0: horse. Yeah. Yeah. How how do you take what you just said? I mean, you're talking about your calendar, time management, putting things even just on the calendar, like literally in a calendar, whether it's paper Mm -hmm. or on the computer, but even just the mindset of calendarizing, putting yourself accountable to certain things at certain times, and then holding to those appointments, even if they're with yourself or with your team or whatever you're working on. Um, for the person that's listening right now, six figure business, they haven't scaled to the seven figure mark yet. They're in the grind. They're probably wearing too many hats. They're probably doing marketing, sales, they're on the job or, you know, dealing with the client depending on what kind of business they have and doing the finance and doing the book like they're just doing all of it, right? Because they're stuck. They they haven't figured out how to quite get past all that yet or maybe they're in the process of some of that. So knowing that's where they are, how would you suggest that they take this time management piece that you're talking about? How, what, what are the couple of key things you can give to them? So
1: that's actually a great topic because I, I struggled for that for a very long time. and that was one of the pieces that held me back that caused so much confusion is this hat, this hat, this hat, this hat, this hat. This hat. And eventually, what it came to to help reaching the clarity is developing, processes and procedures for certain, you know, bookkeeping, you know, certain days you've got marketing. If, if you're wearing, trying to wear it, marketing alone is, is a huge hat. So if you're trying to do that yourself, you can almost either have to limit it to a few hours a day or give yourself once a day or, or twice a week to try to get that, right. That completed, you know, cause it's, it's just such a massive, massive, it's very time consuming. Um, but yeah, it's the process and procedures and just developing ways to make the little stuff, the, the paperwork side, run faster and smoother and it's, it's clean. Right. Then it opens up that time for your marketing. It opens up that time to, to get your bookkeeping, take off one hat, put on another hat and, and keep on rolling and, and keep that momentum driving forward versus getting stuck.
0: Yeah, 100%. What I'm hearing you say, just to again, clarify for the listener here, not, not just the time management piece, but understanding the role or roles. And sometimes where they are right now, maybe they can't hire another person, whether it's lack of capital or they just can't find anybody or they haven't actually just pressed into hiring anybody. <laughs> That's all another yeah. topic. But let's just say that they, they don't have anybody else in that marketing role or whatever role we're talking about. You're at least saying you've got to be able to time block that and go, okay, well, I can't just work on the business this week, aka do it all simultaneously, kind of all in a combustion. It's okay, I'm gonna put on my calendar Monday from this time to this time. I'm gonna work on marketing. And then I'm gonna go to visit the job sites or I'm gonna check in on the clients again, depending on what type of business you have, from this time to this time on Tuesday. Or is that what you're saying?
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and and in a sense, you know, one of the most important for any business to to drive forward and impress and break that seven figure is sales. You have to get sales, you have to spend time on sales. And you can get lost following the marketing squirrel yep. for hours and hours and days and days. And is that really bringing you the sales? Is that bringing in your clients? Is that right. what, what exactly you you've got to, you got to clarify exactly where you're getting your customer base. Is it, right. is it social media? Is it pounding doors? Is it uh, flyers? I mean, multiple different avenues but right. once you figure out that process and where it's at you can direct, you can direct a lot of your time on sales is where it, which is where it needs to be in order yeah. to get to seven figures or more
0: yeah 100% you know? i think that you're 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 so right obviously you mentioned you've mentioned time management which i think is a huge piece so again if you're listening right now you're writing this down time management you got to figure out your calendar you have to use a calendar <laughs> let's start there Number two, you got to have processes and procedures. Now we're talking about a big thing, right? Like you got to identify the roles. You got to identify each touch point in the business. Who's owning that touch point. What are they saying? What are they doing inside of that touch point? It's a big, it's a big, big deal, but you just get started on it. You just start thinking in little sections of time about each little touch point in your business. And does, is it clarified who's doing what? And then of course sales. I mean, bro, Sales is the name of the game in, in, in every business. There is no business without sales. So I want you to write down right now, what JD is talking about is, is absolutely the game changer to get to seven figures. If you if you do not have a repeatable sales process, which includes the marketing, right? So you got to get the lead. You got to have the sale. Um, and somewhere in there, there's a there's a repeatable sales process. And um, so you've got to hone those things in. I appreciate you sharing those things. Definitely. I want to know about a bad decision that you've made on the, on the trajectory to seven figures. That was just detrimental at the time. Like, think, tell us the story. Oh,
1: if I told you all about all the bad decisions, that that would take weeks. <laughs> yeah, every <laughs> bad decision is uh, financially painful, unfortunately. Yeah. but True. Um, the partner that I chose when I when I first started the company, uh, it, it was a bad choice. You know, very uh, displayed great integrity from the outside. Down to the core, it, it wasn't like that. I found out after two years, a lot of a uh, lot of money that was missing, uh, miscellaneous items that would were bought on our our shop accounts
0: right. that
1: he he used for personal, and, and so we and those are things that he didn't discuss with me or anything like that. So right. it ended up being a deal where it was a, a bad resolution financially, mm-hmm. but either way. It, Basically, paid him. Still ended up paying him for uh, costing more money to pay him to get to remove him from the company to where I, I had full ownership.
0: Right, right. So
1: betting, betting anything. Betting if you're planning on partnering up, vet, vet, and then revet, and then confirm. And I mean, it, it's like you're getting married, basically. I mean, it,
0: yeah, yeah. I'm not hearing you say don't ever partner, right? So it's not so much of like there's not value there. You're just suggesting that if you're gonna do that, do it in a specific way.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, well, business contracts are the number one for safety reasons, but really, on a on a relationship standpoint, it's almost like getting married. Yeah. So you want to have have that sit down conversation, like, hey, bro, or all right, hey, girl, you know, whatever, however you're gonna have the conversation, and sit back and have that conversation about, hey, how how are we gonna do this? What's your role? What's my role? Uh yeah. You know, how are we going to split money? When are we going to split money? I mean, so yeah. many different things. It's, you know, other than that, that's kids. to me. you're not going to have kids.
0: Right. Yeah, exactly. And so the conversation that you're having is, this is so interesting because obviously vetting or vetting partnerships have come up as a bad decision in previous shows, but since we're here and we're kind of talking about the detail of it, I, I want to take you there. Um, the, the, the conversation that you're talking about, what's your role? What's my role? When do we split money? How do we split money? That's not an easy conversation.
1: No, no. It's, it, remember that gut riching feeling in your stomach? Yeah, that, that's definitely
0: there. <laughs> <laughs> because even in the moment of like, hey, you and I are going to do this thing, we're excited. But then when it gets down to that conversation, it just is a little weird because we're talking about money, we're talking about ownership. You know, I've gone through a couple of these here recently um, in a couple of new ventures that I've I've um, partnered with some folks in, and and I've even said like. Hey guys, so we're ready for the real conversation. This conversation, it might be a little weird. I feel a little uncomfortable. I might piss you off, you might piss me off, but we need to work it out right here in this conversation because otherwise down the road, this is gonna be terrible.
1: (laughs) It is a must, 100% has to happen. Can't skip it, don't be scared of it, do it. Especially in a partnership.
0: Hey, Chaz Wolf here. As many of you know, I have been on an absolute mission to help entrepreneurs from all across the country in many different industries, level up their game, and grow their business, and intentionally connect with other entrepreneurs. We do that, obviously, through the podcast, but we also have a peer-to-peer mastermind group specifically for seven- to nine-figure business owners. We are bringing some of the best and most successful entrepreneurs and minds together in a regular and super intentional way to not only grow our network, but to be able to leverage. And at a certain point in business, success becomes about leverage, leveraging time, leveraging resources, Leveraging key relationships. This is exactly what we're doing inside of the peer-to-peer mastermind group called Gathering the Kings, specifically for seven- to nine-figure business owners. So if that's you, if you're ready to level up your seven- to nine-figure business even to the next level and get around other big hitters just like you, I want you to go to GatheringTheKings.com, fill out a short application, and uh, it'll come to an application uh, call with me, and I want to chat with you to see if it might be a good fit. Talk soon. Yep, exactly. Exactly. That's good stuff. What would you say was a good decision that you made along the way?
1: Oh, well, even the fire service was the best decision. I mean, right. I, I couldn't, couldn't feel more blessed. Even though you, you had
0: that. the dark time, JD? I mean, come on, man.
1: Yeah. The dark time was a, a lesson in itself. That's right. You know, if it wasn't there, I w- it would be weird to not be able to think back and be like, this is what I actually had to go through to get to this point.
0: Right, right. And
1: so it'd be almost like a fairy tale if I was like, oh, yeah, man, just got here. It was great. I,
0: I left it. and became a millionaire.
1: I left. Thank you, guys, for allowing me to leave the fire service.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So making a huge dramatic jump into betting on yourself is was your good decision. Oh, 100%. Do you find that that same decision, that quote unquote betting on yourself, that that comes up more than just that one time like have you had to re up with yourself again since then
1: yeah actually as recent as as yesterday so we even though we're in the seven figures you know the, the largest contract that we have signed hasn't been over 300 over 400,000 so yesterday we we got you know in in negotiations for another contract that was 150 or 850,000 I'm sorry so with that contract discussion it was almost right. like playing poker. I was like, oh man, here we go like I right, using my knowledge and my you know my my conversation ability to kind of
0: right. talk
1: about this product that we're going to put on a roof and and what we're going to do and what we can do to offer over you know what anybody else is going to try and offer. Sure. And so same old knots in your stomach filling, you know, that's right. Playing poker. It's kind of really how it felt like you're you've got the hand, but you don't really know if you're gonna win it. Yeah. And uh and yeah, got the phone call yesterday that we we we're gonna be awarded the con
0: secured so, the bag. Secured the bag. Dude, that's awesome. Congratulations. I want to know in that moment the the knot, right? Like you're playing poker, obviously you have some confidence, but tell me about the re-upping for you. Like you, your partner, your team like what did that look like as you're going through this more than twice the size bid that you've ever put out. And it's almost like you got to go, okay, like, you know, like kind of got a beat on your chest for a second, go, I can do this. And then, and then you walk into the meeting, right? You kind of got to like convince yourself first, right?
1: Oh yeah. Well, and I'm a bit of a, I'm a mover. So I I walk around anyway. I, I think more clear when I'm actually moving. And so Sure. Yeah, it, it was. Uh, fortunately, it was over the phone, so I I wasn't having to go actually into a, a meeting where I'm like pacing around.
0: but Right. Uh, right.
1: But yeah, over the phone and I killed it, and you know played poker through my through my hand down and and we yeah. won. So yeah, that's awesome. It was amazing. I mean, the knots were still there, the stress, the the uh, the anxiety. I think that's what makes entrepreneurship even better too. Is yeah. Once you throw that winning hand out and you get the big bid or you you progress past that step of like holy cow is this really about to happen sort of thing you're just like right right man that was easy yeah <laughs> why was i like that <laughs> right, and then yeah. you keep doing it again so you just rinse and repeat you know
0: yeah i mean it, to, to to put some numbers to what you're talking about i mean we're we're talking to listeners right now who are trying to get a million dollars done in revenue in a year's time and you're talking about signing one contract that basically almost gets you there. Right. Um I had a guy I had a guy in Gather the Kings mastermind uh last week closed a 1.2 million dollar contract and I I'm not even in his business. I was jacked up and excited. Um just I just love winning like that, especially since I know how he's been scaling and he's been doing the work behind the scenes and him and I talk late night. And it's like, Oh man, you know, the, the, the moving puzzle pieces of business. And, and when you secure something like that where it's like, man, I know we can do this, but it's like, we haven't been, we haven't performed at that level ever before, but I know we can do it, you know, but there's still that, like that unnerving to get it. But then now you got to actually go and like do it. You know, all of this is like, new of territory for you, for him, for other guys that are pressing, doing new deals. There's just a certain level of excitement, at least for me, where I'm just like, dude, I want to be around guys like that.
1: No, no. And and to kind of even back up a little bit, earlier in the year, we had put in, we had submitted for a $600,000 contract. And same thing, same feelings, but I lost. Yeah. So big, big gut punch, but at the same time, it's same purpose of keep driving forward. Right. You you're worth it. You can do it. Keep driving forward. Keep driving. Keep, take another swing. Take another swing. Keep throwing, you know, keep keep throwing it up against the wall and something will finally stick.
0: That's right.
1: And, and uh yeah, man, it feels great.
0: Nobody likes rejection, right? Oh, sucks. And to your point, when you got rejected on the six hundred K, that's difficult to keep going. And then and then have the confidence to swing on an eight fifty, like that's even bigger going, Oh, well, we didn't get the. I mean, maybe we shouldn't even try. Maybe we shouldn't put it out there. You know, like so many different things that that, that, that monster is telling you. Right. Oh yeah. And you, and you freaking take a swing at it anyway. And you, and you, and you lock it down now, now this moment becomes one of the cookies in your cookie jar as uh, David Goggin says, right. It a, is A thing it for is. you to be able to pull out in the future and go, no, I freaking did that. You know,
1: <laughs> here's my picture. See. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> and, uh, and I, and I've got a story to write along with it. Um, JD, I want to transition here to to our speed round. I'm gonna come at you in a couple of different angles with some questions. I want you to take your your business and I want you to dwindle it down to one trackable metric. If you can only track one thing forever and ever going forward, what would it be?
1: Time. Uh,
0: okay, how so? Give me some ideas around what that means to you.
1: Uh well, the reason I say that is because I struggle with time management. Even today, I struggle with time management. I mean, honestly, I'd say yesterday I sat. I was preparing for our meeting yesterday. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, what What did I do with my time? And I'm like, where's my calendar? I spent the whole morning. I was like, what the heck? So, so yeah. So,
0: just to JD, say, JD I, was ready for the podcast yesterday.
1: Yeah, hey, you've got to keep working on it until you perfect it. That's, That's right. That's how it goes. So, I still struggle with it. And, uh, but that for me has been the game changer on being able to understand my time sure. and utilize it the most effectively that I can.
0: Yeah. And for your team as well, right? Because how can you lead them in that way if you don't, I mean, you don't have to be perfect in it, but you got to have, you gotta have some, some motion in the right direction if you're going to teach somebody else how to do it, right? Definitely. Unless you want your team running around like a you know a herd of cats.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's bouncing off the wall.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. That's how I felt uh, dealing with salespeople forever. Years and years dealing, um, you know, sales teams and building sales teams. I would tell people it's like herding cats. Um, but there's an art to it and it can be done. <laughs> so what book would you recommend, JD, for a six-figure business owner to read? So the, uh, I've never
1: really been great at just kind of sitting down and reading. But what got me out of kind of my dark hole that pushed me towards the success that I'm working still towards
0: yeah. is
1: uh, the Brendan Burchard High performance habits. Yeah, and um, and that's actually to this day when I feel like I'm struggling with my time management, his calendar that he has is still what I use, and I've been yeah. using it ever since. Either you know, I I kind of slack on it sometimes, but I still yeah. when when I feel that I go back to the book, I'm like, hey, I need to get back to my core cool. and what what got me to where I was that pulled yeah. me out of the out of the rabbit hole, and I was able to to start chasing chasing my yeah. dreams
0: and pushing towards success and doing the thing. Yeah. I think uh, just for a quick half second here for the listener, you know, you're, we do, we all do this It's human tendency to do something that works and then leave it. <laughs> oh, geez. Hey, I do this one action and it gets me great results. So let me figure out something different. You know um, I don't know why we do it, but we do. Um, but for you to be able to recognize when you've left it and then to have a place to go back, a home, a core, um, I think it's huge. And we, and we need those for everything, right? Our mission, our values, our team itself, books, um, individual people that we can you know collaborate with. We need those, those uh, sounding boards, if you will, to be able to come back to, because we do stray. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think there's any way to not stray. Although obviously discipline and habits are, are as we build those things help to keep us from straying, but, but we're still human.
1: Right. Yeah. Even with uh, signing that contract, you know, I've, I kind of took a step back and I was like, Oh, I think it's time to relax and it back a little bit. And then the back of my mind is like, no, nope. I, trained do it. It. Yeah, I trained it now. Like, that's not what you do. Uh-huh. Keep going. Keep pushing.
0: That's right. That's All right.
1: right.
0: So, yeah. Um, and you've got to uh, have that because those success moments, man, they'll, you know, I don't know. I, I remember, uh, I remember, a, I remember a I remember a quote. I don't remember who said it, but it basically champions don't exhale. You know, you never see a champion go <sighs> yeah. because that's when you go whack. You know, just get hit right in the face, you know. Oh, so and true. so you got to stay on guard. You never, you're, I'm never, I'm never, you know, that sounds like, you know, somebody's going to hear me say this and I'm going to get eaten up, you know, in the podcast comments or something about, you know, that I don't know how to relax or rest or whatever. Look, I don't think that's necessarily what I'm saying. What I'm saying more so is that champions, are always on it. They're not, they're not resting on their loyals. They're not resting on what I've, what I did yesterday. Right. Is that, is that, would you agree with that? Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and uh, I honestly don't think that not being able to relax is a bad thing. I think that's a very common trait in high performers because you you know, they always say you got to be able to shut it off, but shutting it off also allows you to see the squirrel. So right. if you're staying on your game and you're, and you're, I guess not relaxed. Right. You're still you're still shooting a straighter line instead of that zigzag
0: that's incline
1: right. or you know, a strong dip and then trying to come back up. So that's right. You know, I, th- Great I think perspective. I see it as an asset person. But
0: yeah, no, it's huge. I think that if, coming from two different, I mean, because you and I have different perspectives. I'm gonna be a little bit more lean towards time management as a as a as a as a, a skill set where you're like, oh, I gotta keep coming back to that. And so if you now, as a listener, hearing two different personalities talk about the benefit of this, um, I think it makes that even more powerful. JD, tell me what you think about intentionally networking and or masterminding with other entrepreneurs.
1: So in the past, I used to think, "Ah, I'm not going to do that. It's kind of a a money scam sort of thing. Oh, I just want your money. Now that I've um, joined a mastermind that's around here in DFW and then i go to different networking events all over. If you're not doing that, then you're missing out on really huge breadcrumbs yeah. and, and, uh, and, and really even more so the guidance, the, the success stories, the failure stories, everything that we've discussed today wouldn't, uh, you hear that, you hear those stories in. In networking groups with other businessmen with mastermind groups with uh even if they're at your same level everybody at some point has had that struggle or is going through that struggle right. and you can have advice to provide advice or, or receive advice to yeah to kind of push right. yourself faster build faster momentum
0: that's right yeah been a huge uh the speed speed i mean it doesn't have to be just about speed but yeah speed's a huge benefit um, again around other people who can give you the nuggets what um, what would you do or how would you use if you could only have one hour each week to work on your business what would you do or how would you use that hour to successfully run your business like you do now
1: that's a hard one <laughs> I would actually what I've been doing the gym the gym has been the greatest place for me to network go to the gym for an hour i've 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 signed multiple contracts from my relationships that i built at the gym. So, Interesting. so it, uh, for me, it's a great networking tool. Sure. If you're not networking, if I'm going to spend that hour networking is, I mean, I got to do it in sales. You want to try to make money.
0: <laughs> right. Right. Grow the pipeline. Okay. Last question here for you, brother. JD, if you lost it all, it's all gone. What would you do?
1: I'd do it all over again. <laughs>
0: which is just crazy enough that
1: you got the confidence to do it again. That's
0: right. That's right. What um what would you say to the the listener right now who's in that dark place like you were whenever that was before. They know that they've got it inside of them, but maybe they've been stuck for years, maybe it's been a couple of months, and <clears throat> they haven't lost it all, but maybe they feel like they've lost it all. What would you say to that person?
1: I would say that one step forward every day is better than taking two steps back. So constantly thinking to yourself, what can I do today to just make today a little bit better than yesterday? And eventually that clarity, that hole is gonna shrink up. You're gonna start to see a little bit clearer. You're gonna feel the purpose of what you're wanting your end goal to be and what your direction is. And I mean, that's what worked for me and and uh just being able and it's a trained mindset to where always taking that step forward you know no matter if you get punched in the face three or four times what can you do just to end the day you know one thing to end the day with something that's moving you forward even if it's going for a walk mentally just going for a walk you know to gain the clarity and and just keep the, the forward momentum going even if it's dark
0: yeah, the two principles that I'm hearing you uh, hit home on deep throughout this really this whole show, but persistence and then, um, you know, the uh, clarity or or definiteness of purpose is is how um, Napoleon Hill calls it in in Think and Grow Rich, and and I would say that you're spot on for the listener uh, where they are in their business, right? If you don't know where you're going, if you don't if you don't have a a an obsession of where you're going, right? So you got to know where you're going and then you got to be obsessed about it. That's definiteness of purpose or the clarity that you're referring to. Mm -hmm. So you got to spend time. You got to spend time thinking about what that actually looks like, what your future looks like. What is it that I want? And then why do I want it? And why do I want that? And why do I want that? And why do I want that? And you just keep asking yourself why over and over until you really figure out what you think that you're made for, or at least to be able to take that next step for today, for tomorrow, like you're saying, Which in a second, the the persistence is just, look, just take another step. It's action. I got to be action oriented. Um, But I have to have a long game in mind, which is I'm just going to take one more step. You know, it's like I'm lost in the desert. Well, I can either sit here and fry or I can take another step towards what I think is survival. Um, And, you know, there's 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 futile. The, 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 the story is futile if I stay. It might be futile if I keep going. I don't know. But but the but the persistence to keep going, pressing through. I'm hearing both of those. You want to add anything to, to either of those?
1: Yeah. I mean, essentially, I'm a big believer that we have the ability to focus on positive or negative. You hear it all the time in, in podcasts. I listen to podcasts all day. But we're, I'm a big believer that positive and negative. So if you're taking that that leap and you're taking just one step, Half a step, anything that just forward that you can start to train and retrain your your mental thought space to right. be positive versus negative. Yeah. That's where the clarity starts to open up, and you kind of start to see, oh, you know, here's this road or here's this road. I'm gonna I'm gonna take this road because yeah. this is what I'm feeling right now is this is the spot. So boom, exactly. let's take that step.
0: Yeah, you're 100 right. When you know when you know that clarity or the definiteness of purpose, it it is actually then how you make decisions. Um, it keeps you from the bad decisions and it it propels you into the good decisions. Obviously we're still all human. Like we talked about earlier, but Mm -hmm. the reality there is that if you can continue to press in based on what it is that you've said that you want the clarity, um, then we should be making good decisions. JD, how can the listener find you connect with you? You know, maybe they're in your area, maybe they're not in your area, but they, they got to get to know you. How can they find you?
1: Uh, Facebook, Instagram, FX pro construction. I have both of those Facebook and Instagram, uh, JD fuller on Facebook. And Instagram. I'm on LinkedIn, but uh I mean, I wouldn't call that You're not a- really there. You're there, but not there. <laughs> <laughs> I probably need to go back and do some work on it, but either way, remember what I was telling you about you, you gotta pick where you're gonna spend your time. That's that- right. That's in it. So I push that that's to the right. side and wait till the moment comes and I'll fix it then. So
0: that's right. Well, I hope that the uh, listener has gotten well, I know that they've gotten plenty from you. Um, I hope that the guys that got plenty from you or even maybe the ones that didn't, they at least look you up so they can see your mustache. I mean, at least
1: I'll take a picture and post it today.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Take a picture of this podcast right here. Hey, I was a a mustache and a beard together on a podcast. It it doesn't get any better. So
1: wait, hold on. Let me get the uh, camera out.
0: Yeah. here it comes. So for, for, (laughs) you know, here, here's, here's what I want to leave with. I want to thank you for your time. You, um, you, you are the epitome of what it means to just jump, start something new, be all over the place, you know, and like be struggling, but yet still figure it out. And so, um, I just know that if guys like you and I can do it, the listeners can do it too. Um, and and there's nothing really that special about either one of us, but, but at the same time, man, we're doing, we're doing special things. So I just so appreciate your time. Thanks for being here. Um, we wish you nothing but success, blessing on your family, your businesses, all that fun stuff. Thanks for being here as well. thank you. Thank you for listening to Gathering the Kings today. I hope that you were able to pull out a few nuggets to go apply into your business right away. More importantly, though, I hope that you're realizing that it takes more to be successful than just being by yourself, doing it all on your own, carrying the weight all by yourself. What I have realized, not only in my own journey from multiple businesses and multiple different industries, and now interviewing over two or 300 other very successful seven, eight, and nine-figure business owners, is that It's tough to do it alone. And so Gathering the Kings exists to bring together successful entrepreneurs. In fact, we are putting together 1,000 kings, specifically, who are grateful, but not done. We're intentionally assembling kings who fight tooth and nail for their business, family, and communities. And here's what we believe, that in the pursuit of excellence in those areas, that it ignites within us the responsibility to govern power and forge a lasting legacy. So if that relates and and resonates with you and you know that you need people around you sharp, qualified, other very successful business owners, I want you to go to gatheringthekings.com. I want you to take a look at what we're doing and see if it makes sense for you to be part of our pursuit to 1000 kings. Talk soon.